Talk Radio 96.7. We are talking sports with Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight brought to you by Foshi Jewelers, your one-stop jewelry store, and Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. We're talking sports. Give us a call, 682-1430. That's 682-1430. Or if you're technologically inclined, you can reach us at ozone at hallradio.net. That's ozone at hallradio.net. Well, a lot of stuff going on, Coach Joe. And uh, I see where three of the NFL job openings have been filled. The Atlanta Falcons have hired former Bucks head coach Raheem Morris as their new head coach. And the Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales is going to be the Panthers' new head coach. So um, Raheem Morris was 21-38 as a Bucks head coach and uh, all time. You know, he, he's got a losing record. So I don't know about that hire. Um, Canales, you know, he's a young guy. Raheem Morris is, too. He's 47. Uh, Canales is 42. And then, of course, you've got Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. What do you think of those hires? The Harbaugh to the Chargers one, we'll start with that because that, that one was kind of obvious. I think uh, it, once the Chargers job became open, that is. So it was obvious that Jim Harbaugh has been trying now for – this is his third straight year trying to get back into the NFL – so it wasn't a surprise. He's just waiting to get a job. You know, that's the only reason he's been at Michigan the last three years is, is because he hasn't been able to get yeah. <laughs> hooked up with an NFL team. until. The, but the Chargers job is a perfect fit for him. And, uh, you know, those fans, don't forget, uh, Harbaugh was very successful as a coach in the NFL with San Francisco. He got a the 49ers team quarterback by Colin Kaepernick. He got them to the Super Bowl. That's how good of a coach he is. So he, he'll be successful, and the Chargers are a good situation for him. Well, he was coaching a, lights out in that Super Bowl, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> lights out indeed. Yeah, right. You remember it well. <laughs> And not many, not many coaches have the juice to create a power outage when there you're trailing you <laughs> to give the team time to regroup. But it, it almost worked out for San Francisco. It made a big rally. It came up just short. Uh, in fact, I think uh, the offense was stopped inside the 10-yard line in the final minute, minutes of that game. Uh, it was a very exciting Super Bowl. But uh, th- and that, by the way, the loss was to the Ravens, who were co- who are and still are coached by John Harbaugh, his brother, and that was a big factor too. He has to come back and get uh, revenge on his brother at some point. <laughs> it just so happened that he he won a, a national championship with Michigan before leaving the school. So. Th- they, they were willing to pay him whatever he wanted, but ultimately he was going to take an NFL job as soon as he got one, and that fell into place. Uh, and Dave Canales is very highly regarded for somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience uh, as an offensive coordinator, but he's known for being very good with quarterbacks. You saw what Baker Mayfield did this year. You saw how Bryce Young struggled this year. Yeah. And, and I think that's the theory behind him getting that job among the candidates who are available. Also, Antonio Pierce getting re- getting up. Uh, promoted to head coach from interim coach with the Raiders. That that was uh, a no-brainer there. Uh, and uh, Tennessee, I believe, hired Cincinnati's offensive coordinator, Callahan, to fill the job. With, That's right. Uh, He's with, Bill Callahan's son. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Bill Belichick passed over. Yes, that was the big thing when they hired Raheem Morris instead of Bill Belichick. And uh, I'm trying to figure out why, you know, it, it, money might be one thing. Obviously, Raheem Morris is going to command less of a salary than Belichick, but it's got to be something deeper than that. Here's what I heard. Um, Rich McKay is still the general manager. And right. evidently, 
were some conflicts with what the control that Belichick wanted and then Rich McKay not wanting to give that up. And, uh, you know, Rich McKay did a great job with the Bucks. I always felt like Tony Dungy got too much of the credit that Rich McKay really was the brains behind building those Bucks teams that Dungy was winning with. And uh, he hadn't been quite as successful there with Atlanta. But uh, one of the things I read said that they thought that there was a conflict there that Belichick wanted more control than they were willing to give. Plus, Belichick is older. And, um, you know, Morris is, like you say, probably got him at a bargain basement price. Probably. And, he's, then, and Rich McKay knows and likes Raheem Morris as yeah. well, if you, if you take that angle on it. And definitely, if you're going to hire Bill Belichick, you're basically giving him control of your football operation. And, and that is something that, uh, you know, worked well in New England until it didn't. And, uh, yeah. and, and now uh, I'm not sure any other team wants to go that way. The only remaining openings at this point are Washington and uh, Seattle. Uh, and I don't see it working out in Seattle under the structure they've got. Uh, Washington, maybe. I'm not sure that's a good thing, but uh, it might work out there. We'll have to Would see. Would that be kind of like when they hired Vince Lombardi? Um, yeah. You know, well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Uh, but now yeah. it's a totally different situation. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure Belichick and the Washington owner would get along, though. We'll have to see. Well, all right. Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. You're listening to Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. This is Chris Richard, former Kathleen Red Devil and two-time national champion of the University of Florida Gators. You're listening to Ronnie Ocean in the Ozone. Ronnie O, Coach Joe in the Ozone. Talk Radio 96.7. The Ozone is brought to you by... Allied Scrap Processors of Lakeland and Foshi Jewelers of Lakeland. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. And with us on the phone is none other than the Gainesville Sun sports columnist, Mr. David Whitley. David, welcome back to the Ozone. Thank you, Ronnie. Pleasure to be here. Oh, man, we appreciate you coming on. Well, big game for the Gators last night. Um, You coached them up pretty well. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, you know, they sort of let me down there uh, coming out of the second half, but I got on them pretty good, and they, they closed out pretty well. I've been giving them, <laughs> giving them free throw shooting tips, and they finally they finally seem to be getting the hang of free throw shooting uh, like 20-some-odd games into the season. <laughs> How bad is Walter Clayton Jr.'s uh, wrist? I You know, I wish I was the coach right now because I could give you an, an informed uh, opinion on that information. But I, I don't have any anything uh, anything to, anything solid to tell you on that. Um, you know, they, there was some soreness. You know, I know that, but the, they, there's nothing official coming from them about uh, his status or anything. So I don't. I mean, if it was serious, we would have heard something. So I don't think it's uh, you know it's it's a it's, a, it's a, something that that is going to keep him out long if it keeps him out much. But because uh, you know they 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 could they could use him, um, although. You know, right now, one of the strengths of that team is that they're pretty versatile. They have a lot of guys that they can depend on. I want to ask you about the NCAA investigation into the Rashada thing. I know back in 1984, Charlie Pell told me that Florida State turned Florida in in that deal. And um, I was wondering if Florida State going on probation had anything to do with that. Well, it's funny. If, if you, uh, you follow Jimmy Patronus, I guess is the, the state's chief financial officer. He's been claiming that it uh, is all Charlie Baker trying to get revenge on uh, on Florida uh, because because uh, you know Charlie was was a gov- governor of 
some some state up north where he came to president of NCA and he's got a vendetta against Florida or something like that. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, these things have always been good for the, for conspiracy theories. Um, but uh, in this case, you know, you hear the term NCA investigation and Florida or really that, that term rather than any school and people break out in a cold sweat because they, they have those flashbacks to like 1984 with Florida. And they think, Oh goodness, you know, we've been buying players. We're going to get the death penalty, blah, blah, blah. You know, this this concerns NIL, which has totally changed the the entire world and certainly the sports dynamic. And because now, of course, NIL has made pay for it's basically pay for play. And the the whole structure of NIL is based on you have to communicate with <laughs> any business you have to communicate with your employees, and that's essentially what these players have become, although not officially. But because of the archaic way that they have to set up the NIL where you can't go, the, the schools can't administer it directly. They go through a third party, you know, called these collectives. But according to NSA rules, these schools can't have like really concrete conversations with collectives about about money and players. And the collectives can't offer NIL as inducements to players. Now, everybody knows this goes on. <laughs> the, the system couldn't operate without it. It would, it would, you know, it would be like if, if your HR department there, you totally outsource it, and you and you as a boss couldn't talk to who you wanted to hire. You know, it it, it makes no sense. So everybody does it. You have to do it, and but it's a sort of open secret. So, it and you know, it's preposterous when you think about it that it, like Jaden Rashada, it was okay for him to be offered thirteen point eight million dollars. The, the, the where Florida might have screwed up is you know maybe an intern in the sports information department. Passed along the number of an NIL representative to Rashada's father, and you know, not that he wouldn't have been able to call him anyway. So then Ente is like, is just enforcing these really just trivial pick a union little rules. Like the, the FSU case was they were um, they were offering you know trying to get this transfer from Georgia, and he was the NIL money was like fifteen thousand dollars a month, which is pretty good money, you know for. You know, uh, I, I mean, it's not Jaden Rashada money, but it's still pretty good. So um, he, uh, at, but the, so it was okay that he was being offered fifteen thousand dollars a month. Florida State's uh, crime was that you know one of their assistant coaches drove him to meet the NIL representative, as opposed to just putting putting him on a bus and or him getting there by himself. And and for that, you know, they they, they got on probation. So if I mean if the NCAA is going to start enforcing all these piddly rules that everybody knows are being broken all the time, you know they're going to have to hire what, what the IRS hired sixty-eight new thousand agents, you know last year. I mean, they're going to have to hire sixty-eight thousand new NCA investigators if they're going to really you know, go after this thing. <laughs> our, uh, get, our guest tonight, uh, David Whitley of the Gainesville Sun, who has confirmed tonight what most of us have known for the last forty years: that the NCAA hates Florida and is actively working against them. <laughs> <laughs> well, which yeah. is only but was only partly a joke yeah. because it, it, what's interesting, right. David, is that uh, uh, it, it, all this NIL stuff is going on all over the country, the, and and the only schools that have been singled out so far: FSU, Miami, and now the Gators. Right. Yeah. It, it is curious. You know, I mean, FSU. You know, they. The, the thing is, that they say still, you know, has the power to to punish these schools. So FSU negotiated you know, its, its thing, and that's what the. the the um, NCA counts on is that schools will just okay. We'll we'll negotiate a way out of this, so we won't. And and so they agreed with these penalties and this kind of thing. But 
mean, I mean, really, it's it, they're given like speeding tickets to, to cars going 56 miles an hour. In the <laughs> yeah. zone. And, uh, uh, and I mean, all this points to that eventually uh, that they have to come up with a, a more just a, a system that makes sense where where Billy Napier can can tell a recruit, okay, here's my budget for paying players. I can give you X. And, you know, where there will be like right now, it is an arms race where where you know, whatever you can raise, like, like Ohio State, you know, reportedly they, they just raised $10 million for the transfer portal, just this transfer portal. And you can tell because they've gotten like six really good players, you know, a couple of, of Alabama stars and stuff like that. The old Miss and, running and back, commit. too. Yeah. 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 And the old Miss running back. But. You know, the NCAA, you know, with its like the head in the sand, you know, wants to think, well, that had nothing to do with it. They just <laughs> went there because they like Ohio, you know, and that there was no communic as if there's no communication <laughs> between Ryan Day and the NIL collective and and the players. I mean, there there has to be, and and but as it as the rules are written now, I mean, they can talk in very very nebulous terms. But if if Ryan Day picked up the phone and said, uh, you know, uh, you know, Quinchon Junkins wants to come here, could you? Uh, what, what do you have that we can pay him? You know, if that if the NCAA had that on on tape, you know, they've got him dead to rights. And you know that conversation went on, you know, on some level. Sure, it but did. yeah, but you know, they say it's you know, it's just these these rules are so detached from reality. But I I think they just being they say they want to you know reassert some sort of authority here, and 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 make it where there's just, there is some sort of system of checks and balances going on, but. That that that, uh, that that horse has done left the barn once the uh, NIL came along, and you know, and you know, they say you have an inducement, you know, as if as if you know, thirteen point eight million dollars isn't an inducement. Exactly. You know? I uh, think what Florida right. should do is what North Carolina did: lawyer up and say, "Bring it on." So we're, yeah, uh, you well, know, it, these whole you know, the whole thing you know got started with you know the Supreme Court looking at, at the at the model. And, and, and saying this is crazy, you know, this wouldn't work in any any other business in America. Well, basically, you know, you're, you're you're profiting off the backs of people who you aren't paying, and 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 so it the only way that, that they're going to ever get NIL under control is is if they have a, a salary cap for these schools, be it you know for the top forty schools, say fifteen million dollars. And you have, you know, that way you can divvy it up, you know, five million for QB and all, all that. But right now, it's you know, whatever you can pay, you know, you're going to get. But well, there exactly. has to be communication. It's just, it's just, this kabuki theater now, where where they're pretending that there's no meaningful conversations about money between the schools and the players, and Precisely. everybody knows there is. Well, let me ask you this: the Gators have picked up a couple of guys in the portalette, as I call it now. Yeah. Um, so uh, That's tell us. Good. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. <laughs> tell us. Um, Ronnie invented that. <laughs> you got to trademark that one. Yeah. Well, you go ahead and use it in your columns. You just got a footnote. <laughs> right. yeah. uh-huh. uh, what? Um, tell us a little bit about these guys that they picked up. Yeah. Um, the you know the, the portal they've got you know as part of the transfer portal they they picked up. And I tell you, too, I'm bad with names. I know they they got a couple of of uh, uh, offensive linemen that they desperately needed. Yes, uh, one from San Diego State who you know, started there, and the other, oh gosh, gosh, where did he come from? I, yeah, I, there was um, a defensive back but, from was it Washington? Yeah, and a deep DB from Wash from Washington, uh, and then they got a receiver uh, from uh, Wisconsin who was up there when Mertz was there, who they think will be sort of their 
their outside guys, sort of the role that um, Ricky Pearsall played last year, um, because you know they've they've got you know, they're probably the best player, the best you know the the star that that emerged so fast rest from the freshman class last year was Eugene Wilson, um, who became you know just dynamite and but he's more of a slot receiver, and um, so who play, and, and they're thinking maybe the guy outside can that the guy from Wisconsin be an outside receiver and help out. Uh, so they're, they're patching things up. Um, you know, so far though, you know, the transfer portal, it's, 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 it's pretty much a net loss though, because they lost, you know, really their, the guy who was their defensive MVP, Princely, Yuman Lean, and who, whose name I continue to butcher. <laughs> you know, he's gone. And, um, you know, he went to, to Ole Miss and of course, Trevor Etienne, uh, who really <laughs> hit, hit the Gators where they live when he transferred to Georgia. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the, the transfer, but it's a real roll of the dice because, you know, guys that come from big programs, you know, you, you often assume, well, they were good because they got recruited, but, you know, sometimes they want to get out because it turns out they're not that good. So you don't really know, but the, the sure things are the ones who have played well on a, on a, on a power five level. And you know what you're getting with Trevor Etienne and Princely. Uh, I mean, just like the, uh, the uh, you know Ohio State knows what it's getting with with Junkins, you know, who was the star at at uh, Ole Miss, you know. But so Florida's gotten guys, but and they may be they may be great, or like they got some guys last year that you know, Frank, just they just didn't really work out. Um, so, but and they're still it's still uh, the the market is still open. There's a there's a sign in day and a, you know for high school. There's not much left stuff from the high school covered but there's, there's David, that why did we lose those guys is it just because it's not playing oh. time or, or, or coaching or it's well, just yeah, strictly it, money isn't it well no it's a variety of reasons i mean some a lot of these guys basically you know were nudged out the door and that you know happens with every program but, that, but not atn or princely right no 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 they they were not nudged <laughs> um but the guys who you want to keep yeah it, it's playing that with etienne's case it was he didn't like sharing the ball with um uh johnson and uh, who you know is another good back, and they, you know, they're split split in time, and and he wanted he wanted more carries, and he wanted you know Frank I think he, he just wanted to win, and he knows that he's got one year left in college, and you know I think you know the most optimistic Gator fan is thinking you know maybe eight wins next year, you know if if, if Georgia wins eight games you know there's going to be a you know funeral procession through <laughs> Africa, you know so I mean he knows that that that, that you know that's his, his ticket to the playoffs. And and to you know show off for everybody and you know I mean and, and that in that respect I, I don't really blame him you know because you know it it does hurt extra because it, it just <laughs> you would, you would never consider you know back in the, back in the day that that you know a, a guy a, a Gator starter would the next year will be playing for Georgia you know it just or or vice versa it's just sacrilegious but that just shows you how much NIL has sort of flipped this whole thing on its head. Yeah, exactly. David, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. I always love having you on and getting your expertise. How can someone read your columns? Well, it's uh, it's on uh, it, the website is Gainesville.com. Uh, or if you just Google it, my name, and, and, and it'll come up and, you know, uh, and and hopefully you like it. If you don't, well, uh, blame my parents for raising <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we always love your stuff, David. It's it's great and it's so informative, and and we really appreciate you joining us on the show tonight. Uh, you know, there's so much to talk about, and we hope you can come back and join us again soon. Yeah, sure. Just give me a call. I appreciate it. You have a good night. All right, you too. All right, David Whitley, 
sports columnist for the Gainesville Sun, and uh, we always appreciate having him on. And uh, we'll be right back after Kim Commando. You're listening to Ronnie Owen, Coach Joe in the Ozone on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Talk Radio 96.7, Ronnie Owen, Coach Joe in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight brought to you by Foshi Jewelers, your one-stop jewelry store. And by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. All right, Ronnie Owen, Coach Joe back in the Ozone And on the line with us, brought to you by the Eric Clark Foundation, our resident multi-billionaire, the legendary Clarkster, none other than Daryl. Daryl, how you doing, my man? All right. I just wanted to let you know I'm entering into the portal. Oh, no. Yep. I'm going to go into the portal. I've decided I need to make some money. I hope everything comes out all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, the legendary Clarkster will double your offer. Well, really? Okay. Let, let me let me ask you this. So I, I was just listening to the last fellow who's on here, the guy who who got, who told us what a great coach Billy Napier was going to be. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, the Ole Miss running back, Quinshawn, whatever his Jenkins. name, is leaving a team that went ten and two, or was it eleven and two? 11 and 2. 11 and 2, yeah. Yeah, yeah best season and, ever and for probably, Ole Miss, actually. Best season in the school history has a, a plethora of players coming back, and considering this, the situation around the league, could be considered, if not the favorites, certainly among the favorites to win that conference, and he leaves to go to Ohio State. I mean, there was no tampering. First of all, this is not about anything but money. You're right. It's nothing but money. Well, Ohio State has a bunch of it. That's they're luring players left and right over there right now. Uh, it, it's been pretty amazing. It's an interesting thing with uh, Harbaugh now going to the NFL. That opens up the portal for all those Michigan players. You yeah. Know, so we have to see if Ohio State tries to rate any of them. Well, you know, the other thing is Ohio State is one of those schools where. They're the only game in the whole state, really. I mean, do you think the Ohio Bobcats take any players away from the Buckeyes? <laughs> Wait a minute. Cincinnati is there. Yeah, but they they take leftovers, I think, from what Ohio State. I don't think they're taking anybody Ohio State wants. Miami of Ohio is there. Well, same, it, it's interesting thing. when you're talking about the Big Ten, though, uh, you know, and, and NIL and, and who the rich are. There's Ohio State, and maybe Michigan could compete with them, but not right now because they're in kind of a state of flux. So, um, The Akron Zips are in Ohio. Ronnie, <laughs> you're selling the state of Ohio short. These are, these are Ohio State's farm teams. What are you talking yeah, about? Exactly. As soon as, as soon as Akron gets any kind of a decent player, Ohio State's probably going to pick them off. The Mud Hens are in Ohio. <laughs> Toledo. Toledo. He's right. The Toledo Mud Hens. Oh, well, let me, the only thing I can Isn't say. Isn't Bowling is Green they, in Ohio also? Yeah. They, Don't forget that's them. That's right. Bowling Green is there. One of the Bowling Greens. The other Bowling Green is in Kentucky. Where's Slippery Rock? Slippery Rock's in New York. Say so there are two Bowling Greens. You're right. That's correct. Okay. There's a Bowling Green actually a little bit south of here. That's if you right. want to get technical, down in Hardy County. But. Yes, but there is no university at that Bowling Green. In fact, I'm not even sure the road is wide enough 
for two cars in that bowling green. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you he, drive by, they're blinking, you miss it, so be careful. <laughs> so the fun this next year is going to watch all the Ohio State people cringe as all the money they've spent, and they end up in second place again in the Big Ten. Uh, is uh, Sharon Moore the uh, the guy at uh, at uh, Michigan as soon as the uh, state I law think, uh, that, that waiting no, period no expires? Brainer. That's yeah. a no-brainer. They had him picked out before Harbaugh left. Harbaugh just didn't know it. Well, <laughs> he fits right in. He was suspended for cheating in the first game, so they said, well, what the heck? He knows how to do it. Daryl, let me ask you this. Coach Joe and I were talking about this. The same people, the same geography department that put the University of South Florida in Tampa <laughs> must have done the Atlantic Coast Conference naming. Here's Stanford's schedule. All right, they open with two games at home. Then they go to Syracuse all the way across the country. The very next week, they go all the way across the country again at Clemson, come home. Virginia Tech goes all the way across the country to play Stanford. Then they go play Notre Dame. And then September or November 2nd, they go all the way across the country again to play NC State. And then Louisville comes all the way across the country on November 16th. Now, what sense does that make? None. It makes sense. This is all about the Benjamins, my friend. All about the Benjamins. But what about your volleyball team and your soccer teams and your baseball teams? They're going to have to make those trips, too. They're going to have Correct. a similar schedule. It's, it, it, it'd be you're, going tough. To see, you're going to see very interesting and creative scheduling for that kind of stuff. It's going to, these schools are going to get about a year into this, and they're going to realize it, it doesn't work. It just it's not going to work. I think the whole system's going to implode. To be honest with you, you're going to have to schedule I, like I, in the NHL where Arizona Coyotes uh, playing the Lightning tonight uh, in Tampa and uh, played the Panthers last night. So you know, make the get the Florida swing all done in one trip. Yeah, yeah. Well, that well, what, and and what may happen with Stanford in that situation is is those players may not make they may make one trip and then and stay a, a week. They may not go back and forth. Yeah, that's what not. the NFL does. But, you know, supposedly we've got student athletes here. Um, <laughs> you know, supposedly. <laughs> so, it costs a lot of money to house a football team for a week yeah. somewhere, you know. It's, uh, ask, Quinn, ask Quinn Sean, whatever his name is, what his grade point average is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, and ask if Ryan Day checked his grades before he asked him to transfer. <laughs> that in order to go into the portal, all these players need to be, number one, in good standing with the university and have an adequate grade point average of at least 2 point or 2.5, or they can't go into the portal. Then watch them scramble. That would be, that would Hello? be interesting. Hello? <laughs> My other question, Daryl, is this. How many of these kids are going to get in trouble with the IRS? You know, the money they used to get was under the table, so nobody knew they got it. <laughs> now, and, and let me ask you this. If, if say, Eric Clark wants to pay some football player previously, and he, he bought him a Mercedes or whatever, who takes the tax hit for that? It ain't me. <laughs> no, no, it's it's whoever received – that's – that's payment for services rendered. That's payment for services. And not only that, but if you 
the other thing that's going to happen, and I don't care who anybody says, people talked about this is not going to be the case. You talk about those players at Stanford. How many different states are they going to have to pay income taxes? Ooh, in? there you go. Ooh. Absolutely. I mean, that's. I mean, somebody said something. Oh, they're going to work all that, so all the taxes are paid in the state. They only quote unquote earn the money in the state where the school is. That's no, bull. No, no, no. States, no state's going to allow that to happen. I no. can tell you that. No, you're exactly right. I've got a friend who's a sports agent, and he said one of his major league baseball clients had to file 17 tax returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the same That's probably the same guy that spoke at one of our CPA meetings. Uh, I bet it was. Yep. No, I mean, you know, yeah, no, he's, he's exactly right. Now that's, and that's a major part of what those guys do. In addition to, quote, on agents, they are also financial advisors to keep these guys out of trouble. Absolutely. Yep. And you know darn well some of these kids, they're – cousin said hey I'll, I'll represent you and they have no idea what they're doing and suddenly the irs comes knocking on the door you know they they get out of school they've used up their eligibility and they've earned half a million dollars or whatever and they're out of eligibility they didn't get a degree and suddenly the irs comes and says hey guess what you owe us twenty five thousand dollars twenty five thousand they'll owe two hundred thousand dollars wow just think that, yeah. Just, just figure, you know, just a, just figure about a third, about a third of what they in, they earn. They're going to have to pay in taxes. Well, it's what just, they're earning is based off of the use of their name and likeness, including endorsements and uh, social media postings and all that, uh, which are going to be seen in various states. So, uh, you're the accounting expert uh, among us here, Daryl. It's not an accounting issue. It's a greed issue. Every state is short money. Every state is short money. If they have a state income tax, they are going to go after every nickel they can get because they believe that helps them, quote, unquote, balance their budget. California is the worst offender. Oh, you're exactly right. I mean... You can't even sell your football tickets now. And let me ask you this. Why is it not deductible what the base price was? If, if I say, say I got a $50 ticket to a game and I sell it for 100 why do I not get to deduct? I've got to pay taxes on the whole $100, don't I? Shouldn't have to. But, I, I mean, I don't know the law, the rules are specific on that. that. But generally speaking, if you sell a product like that, yeah, you're allowed to reduce your reduce your gain by the the cost basis. Who told you differently? Ticketmaster. <laughs> well, I mean, the ticket ma- Well, t- no, Ticketmaster. What they're doing is they're taking a percentage of the percentage of your um, your gross. Yes, but if you if you want that if you want if they take a percentage of that gross for for income taxes, then what you have to do is you have to file your income tax return. They should give you a ten ninety nine that shows how much tax they took out and that's where that comes in oh man that's that's the same thing as gambling if you go to biloxi mississippi and they take federal income taxes out you gotta just file your income tax return to get it back no the gross what you're talking about is the withholding which is another whole story nobody bases the withholding on a reasonable figure they base the withholding on the maximum they're allowed to take out and they hope 
you don't file a state return to get the money back. <laughs> You're I mean, right. This is, this is not this is not brain surgery. This no. is gre- this is plain out and out greed on a state level. Daryl, unfortunately, way- we're up against it. We're up against the break. As always, we love having you call in. We appreciate it. And uh, tell Cody I said hello. Cody, Co- Cody's anxious for you to get back down there where you belong, down at PDQ, and buy some food from him. All right, I'll do it. All right, thank you so much, Daryl. You bet. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Hey, this is Teddy DuPay, former Fort Florida Gator basketball player, and you're listening to Ronnie Ocean in the Ozone. Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. Brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors and by Foshi Jewelers. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. I know you were waiting. You want that $30 opportunity to go out to Miller's Lakeland Ale House, eat and drink what you want, and take $30 off your tab. So, if you haven't won the last six months, all you got to do is answer this very easy sports quiz. Here it is. In the AFC East, in the NFL, which of these teams has never, ever won a Super Bowl? The Patriots, the Dolphins, the Bills, or the Jets? Give us a call, 682-1430. That's 682-1430. And you could be going out to Miller's Lakeland Alehouse if you haven't won the last six months. And you could be out there enjoying their 40 strategically located television sets. And now you can even order online. And if you do, you can take $5 off a $40 order. But you cannot use this $30 uh, opportunity ordering online. You have to go into the restaurant. 682-1430. That's very, very simple. Which AFC East team? Dolphins, Bills, Patriots. Jets, which one has never won the Super Bowl? And they're not going to win it this year either. No, they're not. And this is Super Bowl 58. Yep. That's 58 uh, Super Bowls with this one this year, and they've never won one. Not once. Not ever. And, uh, you know, that we actually made a list of teams that, in the NFL that have never won the Super Bowl, and most of them are more recent teams that only came into existence within the last 25 years or so, uh, 25 to 30 years. Uh, but this is one of those teams that has been around for all 58 Super Bowls and never won a single one. They've been known for losing them, so there, there's that. And uh, they're not going to win this year. And uh, if you had a chance to watch uh, them recently, you got to see, as they were eliminated, uh, watch one of their fans in particular just crying his eyes out. And this is a grown <laughs> man. And uh, uh, no, I didn't feel good about that. But I didn't feel bad about it either, seeing that that this team that has never won the Super Bowl ever, ever, despite having a number of very good teams, including some Super Bowl worthy teams, but always finding a way to not win a Super Bowl. There ever. you go. Six, eight, Which two. team? Six eight two fourteen thirty. That's six eight two fourteen thirty. All you got to do is call in. It's so easy. Coach Joe all but told you the answer. He all but told it to you. I'd be disappointed if you don't know know this. If you're uh, if you're a fan of the team, the teams that I am, then you certainly uh, are happy to see this. And uh, yeah, we'll give hints if necessary. But you guys know what this is. Which of those four teams: the Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, Bills, have never won the Super Bowl. Only one of them has never won the Super Bowl. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Ever. So. 
682-1430. That's all you got to do is call us if you haven't won the last six months. Now, we've got lists, so don't try and cheat because Eric, he can send an electric charge through your phone and it will zap you. Stop it. I can't do that, Ronnie. Stop it. Do you know this team once went to the Super Bowl four straight years and lost all four? Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. And before well, we... before there was FSU, there was this team was known for wide right as well. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Coach Joe laying it on thick. I tell you what. You am I enjoying to... this too much? Yes, I am. <laughs> You're going to have to take him with you. <laughs> I mean, the, the man has – Earned half your dinner already. Yeah, if you go over thirty dollars, I'll take care of. I'll take care of the rest. <laughs> All right, we got a caller. Tyler, how you doing? Hey, doing good. You hungry and thirsty? Always. Oh, that's what we like to hear. You ever been out to Miller's Lakeland Ale House? Yeah, I have actually. What football team are you a fan of, Tyler? The Bills. Yay! He got the answer right. All right. Exactly hey, right. so you're getting something out of this. So, you know, it's uh, it's like a, a consolation prize. You're getting uh, $30 off your tab. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, guys. Oh, you listen to the show very often? I do. Me and my, me and my father listen to it. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, please thank your dad, too. We've swelled our audience by two. <laughs> yeah, 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 we appreciate you listening. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm teasing the Bills today as a, as a longtime Dolphins fan, and Ronnie's a longtime Colts fan. So we, well, we're, Baltimore <laughs> Colt fan. <laughs> Who do you root for oh, now? I don't root for anybody. Yeah. Now. No, I don't have a pro football he's, team anymore. Ronnie's a man without a team. So yeah, he's, right. he's worse off than you and me, right, Tyler? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, you can always join the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> you guys already got Jason Kelsey. Now you're trying to get Ronnie Ocean. Oh, man. <laughs> <I know. laughs> he was having fun in the stands, wasn't he? <laughs> he? He was. He was having a good time. Uh, I wonder if there was any alcohol involved in that. Had to be Tyler. Had to Tyler, be. have you ever done one of those bowling ball shots? No, I haven't. I can't say that I have. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> we leave that up to uh, Jason Kelsey. Smart man, <laughs> Tyler. Um, hang on the line. Eric will get your information. We'll send that out to the alehouse as early as tonight, and you can go as early as tomorrow at lunch, and you can eat and drink what you want. Take thirty dollars off the tab. How about that? Oh, that sounds great. All right, a little consolation prize. Congratulations, Tyler. Thank you. All right, Tyler and his dad listening. How about that, Coach Joe? Two for one, BOGO. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone.